This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our Christmas series called Jesus Came to Light Up Your Life. In these messages, Rick shares how Jesus came to earth to enlighten and transform us. But before we get started, we want to let you know that very generous friends of the ministry are offering a $100,000 matching grant. That means every dollar you give right now to help Daily Hope share the hope of Jesus around the world will be matched up to $100,000, making your gift go twice as far. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called, Jesus Came to Light Up Your Life. Did you know that before you were born, God thought of the purpose for your life before you were ever born? God created you for a purpose. There is, you are not here by an accident. No, no, you're not, there are accidental parents, but there are no accidental babies. Okay, maybe your parents didn't plan you, but God did. And I don't care if they were good parents or bad parents, but the truth is God knew who had just the right DNA because he wanted to create you. And he even uses human error to do that. And God, the Bible says, planned the days of your life while you were in your mother's womb, before you were even born. That's why abortion cuts short God's plan. God says, no, I have a plan and I have a purpose for your life. Before you were even born, I thought it up. And he says, I want you to know it and I want you to know the truth about you. In John 18, Jesus said this. I came into the world to tell people what? The truth, the truth. You ever get tired of people lying to you? I mean, you go to work, nobody tells you the truth. They tell you what you think you want to hear. In fact, even your friends don't have the courage to tell you the truth. When there's something messing up in your life, oh, they just shine it on. They don't ever tell you the truth. Why? They're afraid they're going to lose your friendship. They're afraid you won't handle it. They're afraid you'll be, they'll be rejected. They want to be politically correct or some other reason, but they won't tell you the truth. There's only one person who will always tell you the truth in your life. It's God. He'll tell you the truth, no matter what. Now, some people think, well, that's being judgmental if you tell people the truth. Let me me give you an example of this. You go to a doctor, and you're not feeling good, and that doctor does the diagnosis, and he says, well, I hate to tell you this, but i got to tell you the truth. You've got, and then he names your illness, your disease, your sickness. You've got. Is that doctor being judgmental? No, he's doing it because he cares about you. When he tells you the truth, it's not to hurt you, it's to help you. It's not to harm you, it's to help you get well. He's not doing it in judgment, he's doing it, he's telling you the truth because he wants to help you. And he says, now let's get a plan for this. And when God talks to you about your life, he doesn't always say things you want to hear, but he always tells you the truth and it's always for your good. And when he says, you know what, I don't want you going down that street because that's a dead end. It'll mess you up. You'll waste your time and your life and your energy and your money. And when he says, don't get involved in that kind of lifestyle because this is, these are the re- end results. And I want you to do these things over here and don't do these things over here. He's not being judgmental or limiting. He's being loving because he knows what will make you happy more than you do. God is God and you're not. And he has a right to point out in your life the truth 
And he says, I have a plan for your life. So what is God's plan? Well, look at the next verse. The Bible says this. God's secret plan has now been revealed to us. Now let me stop there. Don't you hate it when everybody knows the secret and you don't? Isn't that kind of irritating? Do you remember when you were a little kid and your parents were talking about you and you knew they were talking about you and they wouldn't let you in on the conversation and you couldn't stand the fact that they were planning your life without you being involved? Fortunately, God says, I want you in on the plan. I've planned your life, I've planned you for a purpose, and I want you to know the secret. So here it is. God's secret plan has now been revealed to us. It is a plan centered on Christ, designed long ago. And this is his plan. At the right time, God will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Now what does that mean? History is moving toward a climax and it's gonna be culminated in the reign and rule of Jesus Christ. And it says here, furthermore, because of Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. What is an inheritance? It's what you're hoping to get when your parents die. It's something good that you don't get now, but you're gonna get later. The Bible says God has an inheritance for you. Only you're not gonna get it in this life, you're gonna get it in heaven if you put your trust and faith in him here. No, he says this. Furthermore, because of Christ, we've received an inheritance, for he chose us from the very beginning, from the beginning, and all things happened just as he decided long ago. Now, I know this is review for some of you, but let's just go back and say, what is God's plan for the universe and for you? Here it is in a nutshell. This is the Bible summarized. Okay, here we go. The reason you are alive the reason your heart is beating, the reason that you are, you're still alive right now is this. God wanted a family. That's it. The Bible says God wanted a family. Now, he didn't need a family. He wasn't lonely. God doesn't have any, but he is a loving God and he wanted to create you in order to love you. The whole reason your heart is beating right now is you were made to be loved by God. You were created as an object of God's love. In fact, the Bible tells us that God formed the entire universe just so human life could exist. It tells us that God created the universe and then created the world at just the right rotation of the axis and just the right combination of water and air and everything that would sustain life, and then he created you for a reason. You are not an accident. And he wants you to, he knows you and he loves you and he wants you to know and love him back. And one day he wants to take you home to live with him in heaven for eternity. Now listen, if you really emotionally grasp what I just told you, if you ever emotionally get it, you will never again have a problem with inferiority. You'll never again have a problem with insecurity or low self-esteem. When you realize that the entire universe was created to sustain human life so God could create you and he could love you and would want you to live with him forever. That is amazing. That is amazing. And why did God do it? Because of his love. He loves you. Now, it's one thing to say you love somebody. It's another thing to show it. Look at the next verse. God showed his great love for us by sending Christ 
to die for us. You see, heaven, let me just explain this. Heaven is perfect and you're not, and I'm not either. I stopped batting a thousand a long time ago, so did you. So I can't get into heaven on my own good works. I need a ticket to get in. Jesus Christ paid for all my sins and yours too. So Jesus says, I not only created you, I not only formed you, I not only created you for a purpose, I died for you and I save you when you put your trust in me. And even if you were the only person who ever lived and you had still blown it, you'd sinned, you'd made mistakes, Jesus Christ still would have come to earth and died on the cross for you alone. That's how much you matter to God. Now what should be my response to this? When I understand how God created the whole universe to create human life, to create me, so I could be loved by him, saved by him, and taken home with him in eternity. What should be my response to that? Deep, deep gratitude. Paul says this, when I think of the wisdom and the scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. He goes, I am overwhelmed at how cool, how great, how good, how wonderful, how gracious God is. And he says, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father. Now, in order to get to know anybody, you've got to talk to them. And if you're going to get to know God, you've got to talk to him. That's called prayer. You've got to talk to the one who made you. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever stubbed your toe in the dark? Can I see your hands? All right. Have any of you ever broken a bone in the dark? Can I see your hands? Oh, really? That many? Have anybody ever broken a bone twice? You're dumb. Okay. <laughs> have you, how many of you have ever awakened in a totally dark room, totally confused, not knowing where you were? All right. How many of you have ever uh, gotten lost in the dark? All right, that's why we need the third reason why Jesus came to earth, why we celebrate Christmas. He said, I didn't just come to light up your minds to tell you the truth. I came to guard and guide your steps. He said, I want to guide your steps. In John 8, Jesus said this, I'm the light of the world. And if you follow me, you won't be stumbling through the darkness for living light will flood your path. He says, I want to light your path. I want to direct you through light. I want to be life. I want to be your guiding light. You know why? Because God can see farther than you can. I got a friend named Brett who took five young children of his kids and they climbed half dome at Yosemite. And they got to the top and it took them too long and it got dark at the top and they had to come all the way back down with one little pin light. He said, it was quite a frightening experience. Well, duh. <laughs> and you know why you get frightened about next year? Because you don't know what's around the corner. You're only one phone call away from a total life change. I'm sorry, we got bad news in that report. I'm sorry, a loved one has just died. I'm sorry, your life could be changed just like that. And that's why it's scary because we can't see down the path. Now Jesus says, if you follow me, he said, I'm holding the light, not you. And as I hold the light, you follow me, I can see farther than you can, and then you don't have to worry. What's gonna happen next year? See, a lot of our fears happen because we can't see clearly. And of course, we all experience dark days. You know what dark days are? There are dark days of disappointment. 
when your dreams crumble, when your plans fall apart, when things don't turn out the way you intended for them to turn out, that's a dark day of disappointment. There are dark days of doubt when you wonder, am I up to the task? Can I make it in life? I'm struggling with the decision and I've lost my confidence. That's a dark day of doubt. There are dark days of distress when you're stressed out by finances or relationships or a physical illness, dark days of distress. There are dark days of defeat and depression when you feel like I have totally failed, I've blown it, I don't know what to do, and disease and divorce and death of a loved one can all create a dark day in your life. And when you're in those dark days, you know what you need? You need a guiding light. You need, a guide, you need God's guidance. Now, what do we normally do when we come up to a problem we can't control on our own? Well, what we do typically is this. We don't turn to God. What we typically do is we go back in the recesses of our mind to that emotional drawer, chest of drawers, and we open it up, and inside the chest of drawers are all kinds of little different kinds of flashlights. And we can't see our way through the problem, so we decide we'll figure it out on our own instead of going to God. And we pull out the first flashlight, and it says relationships. And we start shining out, if I could just get married, my life would be great. If I could just get unmarried, my life would be great. <laughs> if I could just have kids, if my kids would grow up and go to college, my life would be great. And, and we think that relationships are going to make our life great. Anybody want to give a testimony about that one? Okay. It and that's not going to fulfill all your life. Okay. So you reach into the drawer and you pull out another flashlight. And this one says, job, career. You know, if I can just change jobs, then everything will be copacetic. It'll be wonderful. I'll be able to see clearly. I'm just in the wrong job. That's going to make it clear but it doesn't work. Or you pull out another one that says location. If I could just move to Idaho <laughs> or North Dakota, then you know what? Everything would be, you know there's a problem with that. When you move to Idaho, you're taking you. <laughs> and the problem is right here between your ears, okay? It's not the location. And so we look for all of these others. Some of these things say, seminar. If I go to this seminar, read this book, listen to this tape, it'll change my life. Or you pull out one that says, oh, this one says sex. This one says drugs. This one says make more money. Oh, that'll be it. If I could just make more money, then I could see everything clearly. It would be smooth sailing. Listen, you don't need a light, a flashlight. You need the light the light of the world. You need God in your life. And God is not some puny little flashlight. He is a searchlight like those things they put up when the new car dealership opens and they're shining at them into the you know, universe. I mean, it's just, just giant power light. You can see five miles down the road. You don't need a flashlight. You need a searchlight. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So let me ask you a question. What are you having a hard time figuring out in your life? You got some problems in your life right now. I'm sure of that. Everybody does. See, your life is a series of problems. You're either coming out of a problem or you're in one right now or you're getting ready to go into the next one. Congratulations. 
So you're going to have problems. You're going to have dark days. What is it that you can't figure out right now? So, you know, I just can't see it. Listen to yourself. I just can't see it. You're saying, I'm in a dark day. I need a guiding light. I can't see it. I can't see how it'll work out. What do you do when you can't see how it'll work out? You flip the switch and turn on the light. God's light, and you flip the switch. What is the switch that turns on God's light in your life? It's called F-A-I-T-H, faith. When you say, God, I don't know what I'm going to do this next semester at school. I, am, I, I, I can't figure it out, but I'm going to trust you. Boom, you just flip the switch, and you turned on the light. God, I don't know what the problem is in my marriage. It's not working out, but I'm going to trust you. I'm not walking out of this. I'm going to trust you. Boom, you just flip the switch, and the light will come on. God, I don't know what I'm having such a problem with these kids. I'm having a problem at work. I'm having a problem with my health. My finances are falling apart, but I'm going to trust you in this, Lord. Boom, you just flipped the switch, and you turned on the light. And you ask Jesus to help you to trust him, and he will. What happens when I do that? Look at the next verse. The light makes all things easy to see. There's a fourth reason we celebrate Christmas, and this one's really good news. Jesus said, I didn't just come to guide your life, to tell you the truth, to show you my plan. I came to heal your hurts. Jesus came at Christmas time to heal our hurts. Now, this is so big because you know what? I've talked to thousands, no, I've talked to tens of thousands of people personally, and I've discovered one thing. Everybody has a hidden wound. Everybody. Everybody has a place they're hurting that's hidden from everybody else. It's a hidden wound. Oh, now you may be hiding it well. You appear sophisticated. You're cool. You're hip. You got it all together, supposedly. Of course, we all know you don't have it together because nobody does. But you appear sophisticated and successful, but inside you're hurting. It may be something that happened a long time ago, something that was said to you, and it hurt. Something that was done to you, and it hurt. Something that wasn't done to you, that should have been done, that you had a need in your life, and it hurt. Or maybe it's a hurt about some things that you've done, and you regret it, and you feel shamed about it, and you feel guilty, and you've hidden it in the closet, and you don't want anybody to know about it because it's painful and it's embarrassing, but it still hurts. And then at Christmas we come, and it's supposed to be a happy time, and we say, this is the season to celebrate, the season of good cheer. But in reality, a lot of people at Christmas are lonely. And a lot of people at Christmas are hurting. And a lot of people at Christmas are going to hang out with family members that there are unresolved issues, and they don't really want to see them. And there's all kinds of undercurrents and unresolved conflict. And they're stressed out and they're depressed, and not everybody has a Hallmark card family. But here's the good news. No matter where you are hurting, Jesus Christ can heal it. Resentment, worry, guilt, fear, bitterness, boredom, whatever. Jesus Christ can heal your hurt. 
Thank you so much for listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We've got some incredible news to share with you. Very generous friends have given a $100,000 matching grant to this ministry. That means all this month, every dollar you give to help Daily Hope share the transforming love of Jesus with people around the world will be matched up to $100,000. Here's Rick to tell you more. Merry Christmas, everybody. Do you even know why we give Christmas gifts to each other? It's because God gave the first Christmas gift, the gift of his son. God has been using you and your generous support to literally transform the lives of so many people who've never heard about the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We couldn't do any of this without you, without your support. You know, I do this for free. I serve Daily Hope for free. We're 100% listener-funded. And I want to thank you for being obedient to God when he tells you to give to Daily Hope. You might not think you've got a lot to give. It's the regular giving, month after month after month, that God multiplies. And thanks to all of you, we're reaching more and more people with the good news every day. So let me just say at this time of the year, I want to appreciate your partnership in this ministry. Any success that we have is because God is working through us together. Your prayers make a difference, your giving make a difference, and you telling other people about the program makes a difference. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Would you continue to pray for me? I really need your prayers. Pray that God will give me just the right words to say this next year as we go into a a year of uh, daily hope, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with people all around the world. Thanks for listening. Thanks for giving. Thanks for sharing. And thanks for caring. God bless you. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. We'll say thanks by sending you this year's brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal. Again, that's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.